Welcome to the Stabcast, a podcast dedicated to Star Wars Legion. You may dispense with the pleasantries, Commander. I'm here to put you back on schedule. I assure you, Lord Vader, my men are working as fast as they can. Perhaps I can find new ways to motivate them. Welcome, cadets and commanders, to Stabcast, the Sunsphere Tactical Attack Brigade's Star Wars Legion podcast. I am Ryan, the Primarch of Stone Slawoski, joined by Tim, the King in the North Hannon, and Ben, the Scuttle Lord Fowler. How are we doing tonight, folks? Doing great. A little tired after the Gen Con, but doing fine. Doing mighty fine. Mighty fine. This week on Stabcast, we got Gen Con Madness, thoughts on all the new models, and much more. Man, have we got news. So, we all went to Gen Con, as we've been talking about for weeks. Ryan and Tim uh, left a little bit earlier. They got there in time for the in-flight report. Mm -hmm. Enemy, the podcast, and I uh, were driving up, and so we were streaming it in the car about 45 minutes outside of Indianapolis. Yep, We were just a hair short of getting there on time. Uh, which was fine, because I was going to go spend 45 minutes in the line to get my badge. So really, I was two hours behind. But, uh... <laughs> Hashtag just Gen Con things. <laughs> but we tr- we uh, streamed the Twitch in the car, so we were listening, or I was listening, Enemy of the Podcast was watching. Um, but the, the news looks fantastic. So gentlemen, what was it like to be in the room? Um, as the only certified press badge Star Wars Legion podcast at Gen Con... Oh uh, it didn't really do as much. That didn't get us any access to any cool Star Wars things. Um, I saved a cup of coffee. Hold on, I saved the seats for you. I got the front row seats. You came and joined that us. Is, that is true. You were you you were technically there first. That's right. Um, but I was talking to some wonderful Armada players in line and making friends while Tim just angrily glared at me. But uh, yeah, it was, it was it's always fun to be in the room. I want to say this is my third in-flight report that I got to go to, and you never know what you're going to get. We always have a few ideas of what's going to be said, um, and there were a few surprises, everything we expected, and then a few more big surprises. Uh, so it was, it was really cool to, to be at the in-flight report once again. And that, Tim, this was your first time, right? That's what I was just going to say. Yeah, it was my first time going, so that was really interesting to see that. It was really cool. Um, even for stuff you didn't super care about as far as like such stuff i know i'm not going to super get into it's still nice to see it given uh, a proper amount of appreciation i actually really honestly i wish more companies and studios did that kind of thing um even if it was just via live stream or something where we just did announcements Mm -hmm. and with that much flair and energy um i think it would go a long way because again it got me excited for stuff that i didn't really even care about and i have no interest in buying but i was still excited for it for its respective fans Sure. Biggest shock to me of the entire thing. They're still making Armada minis. Yeah. I was shocked, right? <laughs> I was shocked. And they're not the Clone Wars. Like, I know they've been it's saying Clone that Wars. Clone Wars Armada is coming and coming, and then they make an announcement, and it's not Clone Wars. <laughs> that was one of the first questions in the Q&A was, but what about the Clone Wars Armada? Listen, I think Armada as a game exists on the, you know, the edge of a black hole, the event horizon, so time is really slow for them. That's fair. That's true. <laughs> You gotta save up money but, between uh, ships. Seriously, yeah, that's true. But listen, we're really we're only at the in-flight report so that we can hear about Legion news. Yes. So what did we find out? Yeah, we got some awesome Clone War stuff. Some of the stuff we already knew about. Some of the stuff was new. Um, we had actually just been talking on the car ride up about what tanks mm-hmm. are going to come in, and we we knew the uh, the other tank, the CIS tank. 
but there was a little bit of a discussion about okay, what is the clone tank going to look like? And, and I, I was thinking we didn't know about no. the AAT tank that we'll talk about. We it was the logical <laughs> choice, right? And going through and thinking while I was driving, um, which is dangerous, of course. But I was thinking while driving and trying to go through my memory banks. So, okay, what what tank like unit? do the clones have than all of our different lore we have and then i remembered an old gamecube game with a saber tank and i said i bet you yeah. it's going to be those hover tanks and then sure enough that pops up on screen that very night and i was so happy to see it um i think they're really yeah they're a really cool model i love that they're hover tanks both units are hover tanks but uh, i love the introduction of hover tanks and with the notches on the sides um, I think it's really great because when you're in that position where you want to get a cool shot, you don't have to try and round the corner. You can just move. I think it's really neat. Uh, I don't think it's going to come into play every game, but I think it's nice to have that freedom with a vehicle that gets so powerful. And a lot of times with vehicles, you feel, feel kind of trapped by how big it is. Right. And so I think it's really nice to have that freedom. Um, it's got a pretty good attack pool. I'm really curious to see all those different. Pretty, uh, pretty good. It pretty, <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. It's only red, red, black, black, white, white. I mean, uh, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, I mean, I mean, if we break it down, it's only a double Krennic. Like that doesn't sound very cool. But if we say, oh, it's the same as an ATST with critical one impact two, and a red defense I mean, die. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's die. let's not it, stop there, oh, man. Range range one to four. I range mean, it's you know, <laughs> it's the emperor, but longer range. That's right. Oh gosh. Oh lord. Uh, and also, and I'm really cheaper. <laughs> and I'm really excited to see all the different add-ons we're gonna have for it. I know we can see a couple of them here and there, but I'm excited to see. I like how many there are. And again, this kind of goes for both of them. But I like how many options we're going to have. I don't know what yeah. those options we, are. We see that we're getting three pilot cards, two hard points. Right. And what, five comm cards, four comm cards. Yeah. So yeah. Has... Those are not comms. Th those are definitely a new type of equipment. Oh, okay. looks right. like a looks bad. like some kind of missile torpedo thing. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that, so, that's going to be cool. Yeah, I think it's fun just to have that many options. At what point, though, oh. with the one card we can see in the spread, Ala Secura as a pilot, what do those other two cards have to say that make you not take her for five points? That's what I was wondering. <laughs> I mean, it had to be something miraculous. I mean, because if you look, the third one is unique. Yeah. Oh, that's I true. Mean, now, for those of you who don't have the article pulled up in front of you, Ayla does give you Inspire 2, and you can measure from your tank. Shane's Field Commander, which lets you measure from your tank for uh, issuing orders. Now, does it also include your courage bubble? Because tanks don't have a courage bubble. No, it's it's only when issuing orders. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm just joking. But in, but Inspire Two, I think suppression suppressive is going to be really critical for clone armies. Yeah, uh, yes. to get all oh, their, yeah. like how expensive their activations are. You need every last action you can get out of them, and so Inspire Two on something with that big of a base is uh, is is pretty cool. I'm kind of impressed that they're using Jedi's because I'm pretty sure the third one looks like another Jedi. Yeah. As their tank commanders. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. I could see I mean, it. so it's an interesting way of getting those names that you know you want to know. Right. But you just can't put a Jedi model out for every one of them. So, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I love it. Now, the the CIS counterpart to that, um, I think has a little bit more versatility, which seems odd. But it's also the thing I didn't think we were going to get because I thought it was too big. 
It almost I mean, is. It, is, it almost is. If you look at the model in the article, it is hovering over the sides right. of the model yes. itself, <laughs> of that base. It is huge. I mean, they also get a five-point commander um, who lets you, you know, issue orders from, from the tank itself. Um, but you also lose AI attack if you attach him. Yeah. Five-point, get to do whatever you want with that. That's really worth it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. But then again, I don't know what the other two drivers do. I mean, one I think maybe adds suppression as an action, and one of them or adds suppressive, unique, and it gives some kind of free action. Right. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah, it looks so really we'll, we'll interesting. Um, but yeah, it's got a two to two to four front gun that has four red dice, crit two that ignores dodge tokens. Mm. Oh, high velocity, Gosh. and it is not fixed front. That's what I love about that. Yes. Yeah. That's right. So with Arsenal 2, I can shoot out the front with those and then shoot a different pool out the back and still get my high velocity. That's correct. Yeah, it's kind of funny that the range 1 to 2 gun with just three black dice is the fixed front one, but the giant cannon is not. Yeah. I yes. uh, love it. Love it to death. Yeah. So, of course, the question is, am I going to be able to mod it so I can swing it around? Am I going to have to put some mechanisms <laughs> I should hope so. <laughs> I think my favorite part of the model is the little battle droid popping out of the top. That's, that is my favorite. It is. Um, like I said, the new uh, uh, missile things, they all look, one will add high velocity, mm-hmm. one's adding some impact, one's adding scatter and blast. Which is going to be so awesome. Yeah, which is going to be awesome. I find gross. that really interesting. I'm, I'm a little scared of that one. And I kind of want to make my, my hover model just kind of do front, back, side to side. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just a ta-ta-ta-ta. But, but talk us through the new keyboard that, that it gives um, oh. with Barrage. So, so it has Arsenal 2, right? So, Barrage lets you drop the arsenal, but you get to attack twice. Yeah. So you can choose a particular weapon, yes, and attack twice on the same target. Um, Or different targets. Or different targets if you really want to. If you happen to kill something, then go kill something else. Um, Yeah, there aren't a whole lot of things that get to attack twice. And when they do, normally they do bad things, like Son of Skywalker or (laughs) Rampaging Lizard or... Yeah, basically now, that's about it. Is like, <laughs> the, thing, the thing to consider with Arsenal, though, to be fair, is it to does take Three both of your actions to do it. Oh, or, yeah, absolutely. Excuse me, with Barrage. So it's not like I get to perform one attack action, get to use the same gun twice. It is going to take both of my actions, so I'm not doing with it with an aim token. I'm not right. going to be moving. I'm not going to get a dodge. So there is a bit of a hang-up on it. There is. But with crit 2, 4 red dice, and high velocity... Unless your cover is the heaviest of cover. Right. I mean. Now, I will say the weakness I find to be very interesting. Because it's weak point two in the rear. So if you get behind the tank, it's definitely going to be... You're going to hit harder behind it. Whereas the Saber... The Saber... The Saber's definitely got it more interesting one, I think. With the weak point rear and sides, but only weak one. But see, and... It's it's nine health, though. With a red defense. Well, not only that. Nine health with the red defense die. And the nice thing, again, with that hover and that strafing ability is i think those sides are going to be a lot easier to protect yes it's, yes. it's not like the tank right now where you have to all right we're going to bring the battleship around here we go <laughs> no all right it's i'm just going to strafe to the left hard to, right. to the right <laughs> dice dice real smooth now yeah. uh, we also got to see two expansions i wasn't really expecting uh, one of them we're not going to really spend any time talking about, and that's the 
sequel to ATST Down the Imperial Bunker for $75. Seems a little steep. It better look magnificent. Uh, It's got Um, movable insides. Yeah. um, I was talking with uh, Dave Lawson from Imperial Terrain afterwards, and he just kind of looked at me. He's like, $75, really? I was like, yeah, seems a little steep. Um, We're going to have to cut that. He also has a fantastic bunker. You're never going to have to cut that part. (laughs) But, uh, and then we got a crashed escape pod. With right. new battle cards, yes, Ben. So I saw I saw this the the crash escape part, and I was like, okay, look, it's another you know downed ATST. You're not going to actually be able to play C3PO and R2D2. Okay, that's cool, whatever. And immediately ignored it. Yep. <laughs> but I didn't realize they had dropped a new RRG. You're stealing my thunder, but I like it. It's okay. Keep going. <laughs> well, it's because Ryan's like, hey, did you read the RRG? And I was like, no. Why? It's like, it spoils C-3PO. Yeah, it I was does. like, do what? <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, we were at breakfast, I think. And so I pulled up my phone. I'm like, what are you talking about? What the? <laughs> yeah. If you go to the FFG website, it, I, they even label it as like upcoming rules reference. So it's not like yes. in effect yet. until Because it's not in effect until September Clone 12th Wars is, yeah. is, is supposedly going to be released. Um, but yeah, C-3PO is a counterpart, which is a new type of unit that he is, um, a counterpart to R2-D2. So we don't know anything about R2. We don't know what slot he takes where I'm guessing an operative, but I could be wrong. Um, C-3PO is 15 points and you, when R2 activates, C-3PO also activates and you kind of pool them together into one big, uh, one big card. And C-3PO has two keywords on him. But we got to talk about C-3PO as the best part of his card. His attack. It is a clumsy <laughs> kick in melee at one white guy. And that's just hilarious. I'm surprised they even gave him that. But uh, he's a droid tr- uh, trooper with two hit points. He has counterpart R2-D2. He has distract, which is choose an enemy trooper at range one to two and in line of sight until the end of the round. You lose inconspicuous, and when that unit performs an attack, it must attack you. So I love that. Um, this assumes that R two D two has inconspicuous, which is a keyword that basically says if you can shoot anything else, you have to. <laughs> um, but then the reason you pay fifteen points for C three PO is calculate the odds. Uh, choose a friendly trooper at range one and in line of sight. It gets an aim token, a dodge token, and a suppression token. <laughs> it's like Han Solo everything he ever wants um, that he then gives to Chewbacca because, you know, they're bros. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's it's awesome. And R2-D2, from what we do, can kind of put together with other things that have shown up in that rule book, gets uh, to go on a secret mission. And that's the rebel equivalent to bounty, where if you can get your model into your enemy's deployment zone, you'll get a victory point if they survive. <laughs> so you run in, deliver the pizza, pick up the coin, and then you just have to live. You just so have victory. to live. But, <laughs> victory pizza. But if a bounty hunter kills you, they can claim your secret mission token for a victory point. Really? Now, see, I missed that part. I missed yeah. that part. Oh. Yeah. At least I'm pretty sure. I could, I could be completely wrong on that, but... Um, it's it is such an odd model yeah and i love it and it's han solo you have to shoot me but then what happens to c3po says you have to shoot me 
that's correct. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see or, how those cards. Or back interact. to back, you you have to you have to shoot Han on turn three. Now you have to shoot C three PO. Yeah, but C three PO does only call out one unit. This is true. It's not every unit. This it's is just, true. It's just that guy. You that particular person but over there. Sometimes you just need that particular guy over there to shoot the wrong person. <laughs> if you can somehow magically get. C-3PO's token to come out of that bag before Palpatine on the now you will die turn. <laughs> that could be hilarious. Oh, that's delightful. And it does look like you're going to be able to play C-3PO with the Republic as well. Yes, they, they have said that they will be, both Republic and Rebel players can take R2 and C-3PO. But the card that we see in the rulebook is a Rebel card. Now see, but as a as a imperial player it hurts me that i'm going to be contemplating playing with what is traditionally viewed as a rebel unit and now i get i get it that i won't be playing as imperials i'll be playing as rebels or republic so look at that look i'm already slipping huh uh the enemy's <laughs> taking hold oh man but listen if you hold out long enough we know what has to come next and it's going to be bt and zero 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 Probably. I mean, it has to happen, right? Probably. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. What comes next is Rex. That's that's it. All right, that was that's... a bad segue. But no, yeah, it's not a bad segue. segue. Because... You're a bad segue. But... All right, we we uh, <laughs> who are we gonna bring on the show to replace? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly didn't expect it to be Commander Rex. Really? I really thought it was going to be Commander Cody. Uh, he seemed to me the one that I remember the most from that. I think of Rex as a much older Rebels version. Yes. Yeah. yeah I, so can, I, can I thought for sure that. as Commander Cody. I can understand that, but I think Rex is more iconic. And I think everyone yeah, knows, like agree. everyone just thinks of Rex more. So I think it was more the kind of going with that one. But I see what you're saying. Um, but I, I, Rex is Rex gets me excited because it's it's my chance to play an almost Han, and in some ways a kind better Han. Sorta, yeah. Yeah. Kind of sort of. Yeah. yeah. A different, a different kind of Han, and a better Han. Again, depending on which way you're going to play. The fact that it's I can 30 put points cheaper with a red defense die, right? Yeah, he might be a touch better. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact <laughs> that I can put uh, a two point upgrade on him, and then give him and two other units scout two. Oh, so dumb. Okay, yeah, it is no problem. It is so uh, for ninety points. Yeah, I mean. I know we were talking about power inflation, and I was joking about it with the Tauntauns, but that's that's some that skill set. I mean, he's really five, strong. Yeah. Oh, so very strong. Yeah. He's really strong. I'm looking forward to playing him. Um, I like at 90 points, you get some good versatility in there, plus all his upgrades and whatnot. But just so many options he's going to bring to the table. Um, yeah, he'll he'll probably it, like clock out at like 110. Yeah. So yeah. And I wonder if this is their solution to the very expensive core. Because his three pip commands four clone troopers. Right. Other nice thing is also that we're just thinking about his die pool and stuff. It's you have his attack is one extra red die. He doesn't have pierce. Yes, yes, yes. But it's one extra red die. And not only that, in melee, it goes from where Han is a sissy in melee. He yep. Rex is, he can Rex hold is his own. quite good. Yeah, he can, he can be okay. And again, on all those dice, all red dice, surgeon to crits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to go back to his command card, yes. I don't even care what the text says. 
the fact that it's four clone troopers is bonkers with fire support. Yeah. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. With, oh, with the absolutely. way that fire support's going to interact, getting as many orders out there as possible, and from what we know of Obi-Wan's cards, like, his ability to order stuff is on... I'm not going to say it's bad, but it's on par with other commanders where you have the one, two, three. But right. the fact that he gets to order four people, and they here's the funny thing. They don't even have to be him. If you no, had nope. some other play that you need to set up to yeah. where you could just want to fire support the other three units that are in your bag, you're now <laughs> set up to do that. And that's exactly. just disgusting. Yeah. And they have search tokens that they can then spend on that fire support right. if they're within range one of the attacker. Yeah. Yep, and and Rex gets to recover while he does it. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, I'm serious. And he gains though. Inspire too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, all that in his three pip is really really nice. Yeah, yeah. ninety I'm points. He I'm excited. Ninety points. Oh, that that's 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 bargain right there. That's. Yeah. Ooh, can't wait to see a lot of Rex everywhere. What's on if if he's bargain? What's on the other side of the scale then? The guy I kind of thought was going to be in the core box, but I understand why he wasn't. Is Count Dooku, and I love him so very much. Yes, like I love him. I think he's better than Luke. And Ryan's going to fight me on this. I'm going to disagree, but I'm going to let you say your piece, and then I'll tell you why I disagree. <laughs> so why I'm wrong. It's like, <laughs> so first, he throws five black dice that surge to crit yep. at range one to two with a pierce one and a scatter. So if anyone's left alive, let me rearrange them. Yeah, I mean. Uh, he's got cunning, which says if my if we're tied on command cards, I'm going first. That's bonkers. Which I, I'll give you that. Him having cunning is super cool. Love, yeah. I love because that. love that. If he ties up with Luke Skywalker, and Skywalker's going to play the son of Skywalker because you know he is. Mm-hmm. Dooku can win that role just by being Dooku. He throws five red dice, impact two, pierce two with his lightsaber into melee, and he has Makashi mastery. He can reduce his pierce. To make the defender ignore immune to pierce. So you can pierce a Jedi with Count Dooku. And I love yeah, it. I love that. I love it. See, I love I've often lamented before too of man, I hate that they're immune to Pierce or or something about Pierce. Normally most of my griping is around Pierce in some way, <laughs> shape, or form. Uh and no matter how it is, it's always just I just don't like it's it. It's because Tim stands his troops out in the open, but that's okay. That's not true, but thank you. Uh, I just always gripe about Pierce. And so I like the ability to say, ignore, ignore Pierce. He's got three force power and master of the force too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for him. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want, Dooku. It's your business. Yeah. (laughs) So Ryan, tell me why I'm wrong. Okay. Uh, he, you are wrong. He's really strong. I don't want that to be misconstrued. His three pip command card they show us is super cool where you get to push people around and just kind of be a bully. Um, yep. Yes, while he's got Master of the Force. And I'm I'm referencing uh, Commander Luke. Because uh, I haven't gotten my hands on Operative Luke yet. He's 40 points. Luke is 40 points cheaper. 45 points cheaper. He has okay. that gear slot. And he's got jump and charge. And mobility can be king. I think the CIS may slightly care about it a little bit less but as a rebel player you have everything's about that maneuver template and not having charge means you're going to get less attack actions with that great die pool every game i think with master of the force 2 you can afford to force push them into you 
Uh, especially since this 3-pip does that for yeah, you already. I can but see that. that means they have to start the game within range two of you. Or start the start your action within range, like, a little a little less than range two of you. to For you to be able to to move, get them into base-to-base. That's actually got to be, like, one and a half. Um, since the unit leader has to start the, the melee. Uh, and then your second action's attack. So his his threat range is a lot less than Luke, who can who can hit stuff at at range two and even a little beyond. But I can also force um, choke with this guy as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah choke's, choke's okay. It's fine. Whatever. No, I because they I, all refresh. Because they all I refresh. I just really value the, the the melee, and and I get why he's strong. And I can't wait to see what the rest of his cards do. He is a super cool model. That ability to pierce other lightsaber duelists is going to be awesome. To kind of break that stalemate, I think when you get locked in a in a lightsaber duel with him, he's going to really put you on a clock. Um, really that's, that's super cool. Yeah, I like that. I do like that. So not only do I get Dooku now because I've chosen the CIS, I also get the super battle droids. And at first, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if I liked them. I'm just going to be real honest. Um, you only get three per model, but you do get armor one, and they have two health apiece. Yeah, that and they have two courage. Yeah. Yes, and they throw black white at range one to two. So they're kind of a mix of fleet troopers, and royal guards. And you can add a heavy and an extra body. Yeah, I will. So not you can lie. actually get them up to five. I will probably target them anytime I run into them first. Anytime I see them, uh, I will fire support them down to hell and back if I can, because <laughs> I am ter- terrified of them. When I yeah, saw them announced, get up over that cover. Yeah, when I saw them announced, I was quite scared. I mean, and the the body is just sixteen points. So I mean, you're at sixty four points for four of them, and then one of the heavies is range one to two. Add three red dice. Right. Right. Which is just gross, and well, the other one's a range two to three, which is a weird band, but it's red, red, white with blast and impact two, and whatever cycle is. So, it's really interesting. I think you're going to end up for less than 100 points with 10 health, with 2 suppression value on a white dice in armor 1. Yeah. It's which gross. is going to cancel a lot of stuff it's, when you're in cover. Huh. Yeah, I, I really, I was thinking about, yeah. ever since they've been announced, I've been thinking about, okay, how do I kill this? How do I kill it quickly? Because if I'm not playing it, I'm going to be playing against it. And well, I'm scared. and I think you've got the right of it, Tim, with with fire support is how you're going to bring these guys yeah. down. But that means you're yep. burning lots of activations to do it. Exactly. But yeah, you're you're in a bad place if you let these guys get to range two of you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I'm hopeful. You know, speaking of, of new stuff, I'm hopeful that the other announcement we have, Phase Two clones, will be decent addition to help fight backs and get some of that. That hopefully the higher courage value will help against that. I'm not super sold on them. Um, Ryan, will, as he does, will probably tell me why I'm wrong. Uh, I will probably get used to them, and I'll probably like them once I get the chance to actually play with them. But right now, my I think my biggest hesitation with them is they are even more expensive, <laughs> and the clones are already yes, so are. expensive. And so it's yes, not that they they're bad. It's just that, ugh, I only have 800 points. <laughs> I can only do so, so much. But- the reason I think they're kind of worth it, and once again, I don't know what their heavy weapon options are, right? is that extra courage is great. Uh, the training slot is awesome. Uh, sure. Being able to throw 
uh, hunter or whatever on them to maybe generate a token, whether they need it or not, that somebody else can spend. But then when fire support and such happens, their keyword reliable, where they just generate tokens, whether you order them or not, it's getting tokens on the board, maybe paired with something like aggressive tactics, that since everybody at range one of them or all of their clones at range one of them can spend uh, just that ability to maybe field two of these guys to start every turn with two surge tokens yeah. that guys around them can spend. I think yeah. they're going to be you're going they're going to be the links in the fence of your of your clone army, which is and a I fair think that thing. Can't be understated. No, that's fair, and I think it's just it, like I said, it's a new way of playing, and so I'm going to have to probably like them more as I get used to them and as I play them more. And right. so I could, I'll, I fully acknowledge that I'll probably change my tune once I actually get my hands on them and get to try them. Sure, that's fair. Yeah, they're very positional. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have a Z6. I mean, which does exactly what Z6s do. Right. And just from what we can see in the article, it looks like they've got a little mortar launcher that's probably just black black, but it's two to four and suppressive with crit. Yes. And yes. cumbersome, but you know, if you're in the right position. And you want to fire support with that mortar. Well, and again, we won't get into why the mortars in this game aren't range infinity. It's fine. That's a whole separate debate, <laughs> even though that's not how a mortar works. Mm, 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 mm. Needless to say, Tim has been talking about this for the last hour and a half. God, yeah, and no one cares and will rally to his cause, so he's looking to you, Internet, for help. <laughs> right. Remember, kids, it's, when Ryan says no one cares, it just means that Ryan doesn't care. Therefore, because Ryan is everyone, his ego demands that no one cares. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. There's there's tens of us, Tim. There's tens dozens. of us. Dozens! There are dozens of us! <laughs> uh, more speaking about people not caring. Uh, ben, we got the do-back weapons spoiled. All right. All right. Uh, so again, I care. Perhaps... Dozens! Perhaps I was no. a little hasty. Dozens! Perhaps I was a little hasty in my uh, estimation of the do-back and the thing that swayed me was exactly the thing you told me was going to sway me, and it was a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> which, which I actually think is maybe the weakest, quote-unquote, of their weapons. Just because, really? Just because of cost. Um, it's expensive what? compared to the platform you're putting it on, because the do-bag itself is 90 points. And so the, the Flame Rider, it's a white-black dye, blast spray, seems good. But it's 20 points, so that's taking it to 110, when for just 10 points, I could get four white dice, crit two. Are, are we speaking the same language? You you literally told me you're going to spur that bad boy, so you're across the field, in their deployment zone, on turn one, Yeah. in range one of them. Yep. Yeah. So now no, I'm going to no, throw no, no, all no, the no. dice. I'm throwing all the dice. No, but that's the way we're talking, Ben, is I'm talking about melee do-backs. You're talking about <laughs> You're talking like me now. I'm the melee man over here. I like my melee. What, what, what madness is this? <laughs> I, I, Mark, I think, having not played them or against them yet, so this could be all So having no shows. practical knowledge, please enlighten us. <laughs> I think the, the do-back that I am most excited to see on the table is the 94-point tenacity do-back. Oh, Absolutely. Where you just run it up and you use it as a control piece to engage stuff that doesn't want to be engaged with it as they punch yeah. on it with its armor keyword. It bites their face in half and then just moseys on the dusty trail, suppressing everything in its path to do it again. Now, hold on. Now, hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to rewind back a few podcasts, 
you might find a little soundbite of me saying, hmm, I can't wait to put tenacity on my dobacks, and Ryan going, meh, I guess that'd be okay. So I'm just saying. I also think you know. I also think Hunter would be really strong. Oh, history's on um, my side, but that's fine. <laughs> I don't remember disagreeing with you on that point, but all right. No. Everyone disagrees. I mean, when most of your opinions are wrong, I can see why you think everyone disagrees with you. Listen, I'm going to sleep this one out. All right. You know what? I'm just going <laughs> to. Well, here's my problem, though, because I think with the range one to three, four white dice for 10 points, that's a trap to not run fast into it. <laughs> yeah. You want to oh, move sure. twice. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And so I, it's it's a trap. It's yeah. a trap, children, for 10 points. It's a tarp. It's a tarp. Cover that dewback with a tarp. <laughs> I'm just saying, these th- these guys are troopers. Don't be afraid to spur. Bring Krennic for that compel. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Oh, yeah. Just don't so, panic your giant dinosaur lizards. Hey, listen, though. You can spur them in, and then if they do panic, they're only going to panic at speed one. So That's true. You this might be true. able to win that this battle. Of, it, I mean, I know that you're getting a little risky there, but you might be able to win that out and, and game the system a little I mean, bit. Yeah, it's a pretty hefty hefty base, but it does move rather slow. That's so. correct. Now, all of this is Wednesday night. Yeah. This so is we all are Wednesday super night. jazzed. Super <laughs> jazzed. Um, so well, you know, Wednesday night we get to our hotel rooms, we start planning our list because honestly, I'd not decided what I was gonna run the next day. <laughs> as is our fashion. That's no, that's as no, is your fashion. Like, Hold on, yeah, yeah. I had my list pre constructed, ready to go. Yes. Yes. Well. So it turns out I also did. So, gentlemen, let's talk about Thursday. Because we were playing on Thirsty <laughs> Thursday. We want to get that battle won. You know, hardcore Thursday. Yep, try hard Thursday. Try hard Thursday. We we went up with the likes of, uh, of so many a good players. Um, two-thirds of the Legion Academy podcast. David Zelenka from Notorious Scoundrels. Um, God, uh, Nathan Willens was there. There were a bunch of good people. And I know I'm missing a bunch. Terrain Justin studio. Harvey was also there. Yeah. Um, Al, mean, my my mirror matchup from Madison. Uh, Ed, Bob Swain, lots of fun, lots of fun folks. It was actually yeah. like a really good it, day where I knew quite a few people. Uh, Casey or Garn from the Discord. It's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Yeah, and yeah, it was a super casual for being hardcore play. It really yeah. was. Yeah, I mean, we had lots of fun. I mean, I, I we laughed and chatted and talked, and even during the tense games, we could all watch quietly, and then afterwards, you know, applaud and talk about it. <laughs> yeah. It was a great, yes. great game experience on Thursday. That's true. So, uh, one of the neat things that I both like and didn't like that they did was originally it was supposed to be a four round event, and it was scheduled as a four round event for the, for that timeline. But when they did the math, they realized that. If we just play three rounds, strength of schedule won't matter for the top cut to play on Saturday. So we were just going to play three games. And so they gave us extended rounds with a long break and extra setup time, which was actually kind of really nice. Yeah, it was. It was great. But I've got beautiful tables and good friends. Part of me wanted to play four games just for the sake of (laughs) playing four games. And I'm kind of with Ryan on this. Like, I, I that even surprised myself to say that. But at the end of round three, I thought to myself, I've got one more in the tank. I could, I could play another and, game. And I, and I will say, and I was championing the three-round format. And I, I, I think com- on the competitive side, I still do because I'd much rather do three rounds and no strength of schedule. But, right. but I agree with you. I am at Gen Con. I'm, I'm ready to play. I've got my list ready. 
I've got one more in me. Come on, like let's let's bring it on the fourth yeah. round. And there were oh. a couple times, and I know that a lot of us who were there on Thursday have were very experienced players. And we know how to play fast. And so I yeah. found myself sitting down for long periods of time, which I'm not used to. There was a lot of downtime. <laughs> uh, because they well, gave us two hours and 30 minutes for a game round, plus 10 minutes of setup. Um, and a long lunch. So, And I'm used to having to knock games out in two hours. So we all played pretty quick. And I, I'm not going to say I was bored because my company w- who was there was great. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was a little slow. But that said, I actually like the amount of time we played. Yeah, I think. But that was it also great. gave us the luxury to be slower. We right. could stop and go use the bathroom if we had to. Yeah. We, did, we none of us felt that much pressure. Yeah. Because my first two games, we 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 actually, I think, guess we went to time. We were in the last rounds anyway, but we did go yes. to. We went six four rounds at the of at the course. If you give so. them thirty extra minutes, Ben will go to time. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> now I will say, I will say, listeners, if you want to get a little bit of a spoiler, there was a game that I finished with an hour to spare. Nice. <laughs> so yes. we we'll talk well, about that game. And now we'll talk about and that game. And so we're talking about talking about this kind of I guess meta discussion, not meta discussion, but talking about the format discussion. Um, right. It should be mentioned too that it was beautifully run. Um, Brandon did yes. excellent, oh, yeah. great job. Um, I know on our day at least he was the only judge that was there, and so he was yep. running back and forth between all the tables. He was doing a great job. Um, yeah, he Brandon was getting did an awesome job. He was getting really good feedback on the tables, and he was really open to it. Um, we had beautiful terrain, um, lots and lots of different kinds of terrain. Some maps had lots yep. of like heavy cover. Some maps had lots of light cover, obstacles, and line of sight blocking, all kinds of variety. Um, so I was a big fan of that whole, the way it was run and everything was. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I dug us in the fierce. So let's talk then about the list and why we brought what we brought. Tim, uh, what did you bring? Why'd you bring it? Oh, well, so I, I've been seeing <laughs> lots of whispers and, and dark utterances of 11 activation Bosk Veers lists. Um, and I don't think they're bad. Yeah. They're quite good or boss. Krennic. I'm not sure the variations. Of course, it's, of both. it's Boss Krennic. I'll yeah, talk about Boss that Krennic. Yeah, in a minute. <clears throat> Sorry, um, but that said, so because of all the eleven activations, I'm I'm normally the nine or ten activation guy. Ten is normally my max. Normally, I'm about right. nine. I sit about nine, and I do I do decently well with it. Um, ten, if I can get there. So, for whatever reason, you might think. Well, okay, so you played into your strengths. You brought a 10 activation list. Good for you, Tim. No, that'd be stupidly smart. So instead, I brought a 12 activation list with <laughs> three bikes and three snipers, four DLTs, one naked squad, and veers. And it so was... I really dig the list, Tim. I do, I'm going to be honest with you. I really do. It, and listen, it's simple. It's fun. Um, it's mildly effective. It's mildly good. Um, I tried to practice it both uh in person and and online and it, i think with some more practice it'd probably be even better um i think again if, if i was going to take this again do this thing again i would probably get rid of the naked storms and just use those points for upgrades um okay maybe but it is also nice to have 12 activations but yep <laughs> and and ryan you raise this point that having that many activations, they tend to melt decently quickly. Um, now I will say, I don't know how much difference 
one extra man in each squad would have done, say, if that's what I spent those 44 extra points on. Um, but it was really fun having those three bikes, three snipers, because a lot of times people's arguments against bikes are, oh, your bikes are going to get killed by the snipers. Well, okay, but what if you have your snipers to fight the other snipers, and then your bikes are still, you have, still have a three-bike team? Um, and that's and death troopers kill your bikes because they kill everything. Man, they kill all it touches. No, nah, <laughs> they they did pretty well. Um, and and we'll get to this in the battle report side. The bikes did did pretty well, except when I messed up. And of course, dice are dice sometimes, and and luck is sometimes unlucky, and that happens. But um, I think bikes are always fun, and I I rarely it's a double negative here, but I rarely don't have fun right when I play bikes. So it was a good list. And and the other nice thing is, again, playing three rounds, I initially I thought we were going to play four rounds, so I built the list kind of with that in mind as well. I didn't have any tricks to worry about. Mm-hmm. My bikes were the trickiest yep. thing to worry I get about. That. And that's it. So I completely understand good. that, because by game four, you are tired. You mean right, your brain yep. is at its breaking point. Right. So I was kind of thinking about that as well. I was thinking my longevity of the list. <laughs> but it, it was fun. It was a good list. Ben, what'd you bring? What'd you, what'd you finally settle on? I settled on exactly what I already had packed in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And so it, it boiled down to, do I run a tank? Because, you know, the internet was talking about, oh my God, the tank is going to murder us all. <laughs> but I have never actually put the tank on the table. Do you know in all of Thursday how many tanks were put on the table? Was it one? It, it was one. one. <laughs> it was one. <laughs> I just had never used it, and I felt for sure that I would screw something up terrible. So I went to the list that I've been playing. Practice is what gets you there. It's true. And and so I hate to say it, but I was kind of playing what the meta was playing. Yeah. I played Veers, Death Troopers, Bosk, some Snipers, DLTs, and Heelbots. Mm-hmm. And because of the things that I own, I just had a lone Snow Trooper with a flamethrower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... It wasn't exactly a copy of what the you know what everyone else is running, but it's awfully darn similar. Yep. Similar enough that I ran into two of them. So exactly, yeah. <laughs> so we're up at I don't know. It's like eleven forty-five. We're on the nineteenth floor of the Sheraton. I realize I'm going to have to play what I've got here. Yep. So we're theory crafting here, and I'm like Ryan, what are you going to play tomorrow? He's like, let me look. <laughs> <laughs> so I had been really torn. I've been having a lot of fun with the land speeder lately, and I've been having some pretty decent success with it. Uh, Sabine is cool, but I've not met a ton of success with her. I think she's really strong. She's just not my style, even though she seems to be like the new rebel hotness. But part of me was like, Ben was like, do I go back to experience? I won a gauntlet of a tournament in Madison with Hanley at Chewy. So do I just take Hanley at Chewy and then try to put some, some, drapes on it to to deal with this new Bosk meta. And I said, you know what? I've already got my world's invite. Why not both? And so I ran Han, Leia, Chewie, Landspeeder. And holy cow, is that list aggressive. (laughs) Uh, It was Han, Leia, Chewie, Landspeeder. I had a couple cores, and it only put me at nine activations. And so I was worried about being activations down all day. Um, But I had a healthy bid, and like... There were so many elements of this list that just hit like a truck, so it was a it was it was a pretty pretty cool little list. I think I had three Z sixes, a repair bot, a set of fleet troopers, uh, and no snipers. I was the wholesome one of the group. 
Hooray. Which isn't usual I, for me. I only had one, and really it's because I only had about 50 points left. So I was like, <laughs> uh, I only had three. <laughs> Tim had to go buy a set very quickly last week. You shut up. You shut your mouth. We don't have to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. He caved to the meta. <laughs> uh, so, so, Ryan, we're both playing experience. Tim yep. goes to Crazy Town. Yep. What was round one? What did it look like? Who did you play? So, round one. I got Sean Morris from the Terrain Studio from the Legion Academy podcast. He built all the cool tables that you see in all the Clone Wars promo photography. Really nice guy. We've been friends for, for well, probably about a year now. Uh, we met, I think, for the first time last Gen Con. Um, awesome guy. And he is running that exact thing that we've been talking about. The 11 activation boss credit, double death troopers, double snipers, lots of medics with DL, lots of DLTs. We play um, Advanced Positions, Sabotage, the Moisture Evaporators, and Major Offensive on kind of this, like, bombed-out concrete cityscape uh, that's got this cool, like, sniper's nest kind of raised thing in the middle with walls around all the sides. Um, Lots of big line-of-sight blocking terrain. And it was some broken down walls. And it was a really kind of chaotic map that I knew I was going to have a hard time navigating my speeder through. And I had to, I had to make a choice straight from the beginning. Whether I wanted to tuck Han into my land speeder and fly it, give up change of plans so I could order both Han and the land speeder to fly the speeder up to this middle point to ju- have Han jump out. And then he would be in range two of two of the uh, moisture evaporators to where he could just rain down fire from heavy cover and then have the speeder fly away if it survived. Or if I wanted to to make the speeder kind of go out and flank, and it was going to put my speeder in a really bad spot for the first two turns probably. Um, At least the, the speeder's first two turns. It depends on when the speeder goes. And if it could get out of there, it's going to be in Sean's back line and it's going to be harassing him and make it an absolute nightmare for him. And that's the plan I chose to go with. And it did not work out. Bosk, the crit lizard, had a few things to say about it. Um, I took an okay first turn. I, I shored up my side of the map with sabotage and I came in for the push. But when it came to turn two, my command hand is so bad at ordering vehicles I basically just tried to order uh, everything else in my list, in my army. I think I played Covering Fire just so I could start immediately pulling from the bag, trying to get any, trying to get my land speeder out of dodge. And it just didn't, it just didn't work. Um, it was the last thing to come out of my bag. My army was kind of in tatters at that point. It did get one big attack off on some stormies that were repairing a vaporator. It scored seven hits, I want to say, with an aim token, which is awesome. And then Sean rolls six blocks. <laughs> um, and not to say that like, that was the game. The game was me risking my land speeder out there and not having a reliable way to order it. Like right. That was the risk. Uh, Sean's positional play was really good. You can tell he's a terrain maker, because he can terrain scope like nobody else. Oh, he really, yeah. I watched him do that to you, and I'm like, oh, I never even thought to look there to be able to see that hand. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so it was a really good game. We had a lot of fun, and I don't say this often, but Sean absolutely dumpstered me. 
Like the game was over by the end of round three. Uh, we we played it out, um, but it was it was rough and tumble. I finally got Han up into that that little perch where I'd been trying to get him all game, and I really missed uh, environmental gear on him. He got some cool shots off, uh, but it was too little, too late. Uh, and Sean Sean went up to the winners bracket, and I went down to the losers. Got some serves, yeah. some humble pie. Let Let me ask you the question. Sure. Did you deserve that for the karma? For asking our judge a bizarre rules question when starting the game. Yes. So, well, actually, that was Sean's idea. So, maybe that was the well, karma that got him. He to put win. you up to it. You're he, the one who actually called the judge. Yeah, it's over. true. Uh, so, <laughs> so Sean, Sean looks at me and he just is like, hey, call Brendan over here, call judge, and kind of like look mad. And uh, <laughs> Sean puts all of his tokens in a Ziploc bag, clear, plain, see through Ziploc bag. <laughs> I call the judge over and keep a very stern face as I'm trying not to laugh inside. As Sean argues with Brendan that the rules never state that the opac- what the opacity of the bag has to be. It never says it can't be a clear bag. And uh, we all have a good laugh um, as that was our first judge call of the day. And honestly, that kind of set the tone for the game or for the whole day. Like there were a bunch of really good players and there was stuff on the line. Like there was a there was a free flight hotel to, to Adepticon on the line. And we were just all having fun like kids in a candy store. I didn't get yeah. the any of the arrogance from, from people or any of the, like, I'm going to be really high-strung and competitive and scrutinize every decision. Uh, everybody was there to just have a daggum good time. Yeah. Oh, and we really did. It was a good time. So, so, Ben, where did you have a daggum good time with your first game? So I played a guy named Chris Kerr. Um, he's playing nearly an identical copy of my list. Not quite identical, but he and I kept making double Spider-Man meme jokes at each other. <laughs> we just stood and pointed at each other. Uh <laughs> So, well, you guys both are playing the most metal list. We really are. We really are. Uh, so, But because of that, I chose the weirdest p- possible setup I possibly could, which is long march, sabotage, hostile environment. Because you hate yourself. Got it. I do also. But um, it was on a really nice snowy plateau, and they had these beautiful snow maps. They were filled with these alpine trees, which most of the time you considered impassable. So it funneled you into weird places and had these odd curves to them. And it had this long, wide, open stretch in the middle, but because of terrain pieces, you had some odd blocking line of sight stuff happen. Right. It, um, and it was really hard fought. Uh, early in the game, I thought I had him knocked back. I, I'd kept him off his uh, moisture evaporators pretty hard in the first couple of rounds, got mine easy, and then kept him off his. And then the game turned for a little bit. We had suppression everywhere because of hostile. <laughs> Veers managed to, to lift some suppression pretty well. He managed to get some range shots, stepped out of the place where my troopers were trying to murder him. My boss did some really great damage and survived when he probably shouldn't have. <laughs> I got some great bomb damage off. And so we're fighting is hard. It's a hard-fought game. I scared Boba Fett. Now, he didn't panic, but he was afraid for Boba, so he tucked him behind a tree where he couldn't shoot. Right. But that just meant that Boba Fett was alive in the last two rounds for sabotage moisture evaporators. Right. Yeah. And that's real bad. Because Boba's like, I'm going to travel speed three. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to shoot you in the face from this moisture evaporator. I'm healing. That's right. Or in his case, I guess damaging. Right. Oh, it was. Boba Fett is so, so then, scary in turn five, six. Oh, yeah. God, he is. So then he and I are tied. We're tied on moisture evaporators. Well, son of a. And so it comes through some cheekery. I, I get a great dice throw. 
it wasn't like overpowering dice throw, but it's definitely one of those. The positioning worked, and I was able to run my one lone snow trooper up to go tag. I removed enough suppression to get up there to go to run forward, tag the thing, and then just had to survive it, which I do. So in the end, it comes down four to three. Had it gone to points because we were that close, I don't know. It would have been real close, and I may have lost it by just a couple of points. That's awesome. Because um, his because his Boba and, and uh, yeah, Veers were still alive, but I still had uh, my Veers like stuff. Yeah, it was it was a great, great, great game. So with his Boba and Veers still alive, what did you burn um, line and weight on? Uh, <laughs> so um, I'm coming around and I'm shooting everyone on one of his moisture evaporators. I've got suppression everywhere. I get one group to run away. I I burned it on trying to kill a squad to get okay. it off the moisture evaporator. That's fair. I was just curious. So. Um, and it was good. I mean, it was, it didn't do enough work. I had to use it earlier cause I was afraid he was going to die. Yeah. But the bombs did some great damage. Like I put some things in some nice places. Yeah. I, I was pleased with his work. I, I really was. Cool. Cool. So congrats on going to the winner's bracket as I yes. sit in the loser's lounge. It was delightful. But so then I turned around to Tim and say, I'm like, Tim, <laughs> but speaking, how'd of you do, the, Tim? speaking of that loser's bracket, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, uh, it was a good first game. Uh, I played Casey or Garn on the discord. who's a great player. Um, yeah, he is. Yeah. He's, he's a really good player. Um, yeah. When I saw the pairings, I was like, Oh, Tim's dead. All yeah. right. Uh, what's funny is when I saw the pairings, I also said, well, Tim's dead. So, um, but that's okay. Yeah. He had a Boba Krennic death trooper, two med bots, a couple snipers and some core in there. Um, I think you only had two snipers and it was, it's a solid list. And we played that map that looks like a Christmas village. If you saw any pictures from Gen Con. Yes. Um, yes. The winter wonderland. <laughs> winter wonderland that is actually full of death. Um, yes. Death lanes. Winter murder land. Yeah. They should really call it death lane <laughs> land. Uh, it was a great map. Really beautiful, really unique. I'm not used to playing a map that looks like that. Uh, Brandon asked for some constructive criticism after the game, and we gave it very nicely. Again, we, we had a fun time playing it, a little bit more cover, and it would be, I think, a really great competitive map. But as it stood, it's a little bit barren. <laughs> yeah, like what? Almost all the terrain was impassable line of sight blocking. Yeah, um, and then the there was some, I think, one or two pieces of heavy cover towards the middle. Um, and yeah, right on the middle point. So we played key positions, minefield, uh, and battle lines. Uh, God, and minefield had to be stupid there. Yeah, it was it was a good so, time. I gotta ask, did you pick key positions? Yeah, I don't remember. I think place. on that map, that's a real rough thing to play. You can find photos on our Instagram because I think it was on the edge of one of the tables I took a photo yes. of. If you're up. With like a twelve activation list, I don't hate that play to be honest. Yeah, and I th I'm pretty sure I did pick key positions because of what Ryan just said. Like, I think I thought, okay, I can just get the other two, and I kind of figured he would take the middle. Um, yeah, he took the middle all out harder than I thought he was going to, <laughs> um, and it hurt. Uh, he he got there, and the problem was not so much taking the middle; it was that he took the cover before I could get there. And okay. so he got all that good cover. And also I had a mine that twice in a row did not go off. 
and oh, and okay. I had my naked boys there, and they were they were the minesweeper squad. That's what they do every time I play with minefield and in a naked squad. They are the minesweepers. And twice it did not go off. So finally, the third time it went off, and I definitely hesitated to move up on that that whole avenue. And so because of that, because that avenue was delayed, instead of all of my forces hitting at once like you would like them to, mm-hmm. they was staggered. And he had, a again, better cover and a better list to fight that kind of staggered deployment. Um, and then also, that, that was one side of why I lost... But then also, uh, my bikes, <laughs> two of the three of my bikes were going around and flanking from the back. Great. My other bikes went straight in. Bobo was a little exposed, and I found some gaps in the cover because, again, there were some pretty empty lanes in there. So I went up the lane. I said, bikes are going to love these lanes. Went right up. Um, didn't zoom in too close. You know, I tried to play the bikes well as I could and got a Great shot on Boba. He was just in light cover with some suppression on him. So it was just the suppressive cover, I should say. Um, threw a full health bike die pool at him. And I got Great. one hit. One Ooh. hit. Ooh. Uh, so cover took yeah. care of that. And he got suppression. And I cried. And then my bikes died. <laughs> so, As they do. Yeah. Because sadly, he had heavy cover from, I think, most of my other units. So I just could not get him down in time. And Boba was almost dead. I'm pretty sure Boba had one health left or two health left. Um, and so that was very sad. So then, what that allowed him to do is not only kill my bikes, but then he was able to. He did some brilliant Boba play. And I really, really want to give Casey credit here. He flew Boba back in a time when a lot of players. And a lot of less experienced players would have pressed with him. A lot of people would have said, well, he's almost dead. I might as well get a cool shot off with him. I might as well do a fun thing with him. I will get a flamethrower shot off or something like that. And he didn't. He moved back with Boba. And in doing that, he moved back and then he took a standby with him. And took a standby with Krennic. And so what that did was when my bikes came around to flank, what had been in a pretty open flank up the lane, it all of a sudden that's a flank that has a Boba Krennic on standby. <laughs> um, and mand- so then your bikes disappeared. Correct. Mandatory movements being mandatory movements. They triggered on it. And I believe he took a standby action four times in that game, which we commented like, holy cow, what's a standby? And right. how does this work? What is going on? Um, but it was beautiful. It was a, it was the perfect counter double or triple bike list play. Like it was, it was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. It it was one of those games where I could really tell I was playing against someone who knew what they were doing and yeah, I lost, but I, I didn't feel really bad about it. Like I, I get why I lost. I know why I lost I get it. Um, wasn't a whole lot I could have done about it again, but those lanes being what they were, I couldn't just turn around <laughs> and not go yeah, that way sure. yeah um it was kind of thing like where you saw it happening and you went well all right neat <laughs> i guess this is you know good luck everybody and just go flying in uh and also then i had another another uh pretty much blanked out bike roll and so i had two full health bike rolls that just just blanked out on me pretty much so that was rough as well yeah it was just kind of sad but that's not why i lost but it didn't help either (laughs) but so at the end of round one i stand on the mountain of stabcasters yes as the only victory yes Yes. in round one 
And so we were super excited about that. Well, Round two comes I don't know up. That we were. I think yeah, you, well, you I were. Was, but I, you're, you were the submarine player. So. So, <laughs> so, so round round two comes around, and it becomes a TO's nightmare. Yes. Because Ryan's name, Ryan Slawoski, was paired up with a man that I played in Atlanta who has a Slawoski-esque name. Yes. And so anytime it is called out loud, the TO blanches and goes, I'm going to mess this up. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> I got to play Michael Gorecki. On the same table that Tim just finished describing. Correct. Christmas Village, there were lanes of doom, there was one piece of cover. Uh, but I didn't mind the lanes, because I had a land speeder. <laughs> and so it took me a while to shark my land speeder kind of around, because he all bunched all of his guys up into one corner. He was running a list very similar to Sean's. Uh, there were a few key differences, but it was Krennic, double death trooper, double sniper, bunch of DLTs. And Bosk, um, while he didn't go for as many medics, he had targeting scopes on his death troopers, which was terrifying because yeah. it meant his his death troopers were like just rolling all hits all the time. Yeah. What, what do you want to reroll? All of that. Just reroll all the thing. <laughs> I don't necessarily love that pick, but it was kind of scary, and I like that Michael put his his own spin on the list, and he wasn't just like copy pasting whatever's all over the Discord and the Facebook group. Uh, and then somehow uh, because. We, we made a very even trade. Um, he got Hostile Environment, which works really well with his all suppression, all the time list. But I got Intercept Transmissions, which is what Han loves to do most in this life. <laughs> and so I got to kind of sneak through some of the woods. There was just, it wasn't more than like a base and a half wide gap between one of those large impassable forests on my table edge where I could sneak my fleet troopers behind to go pressure his safe command point with major offensive. And I just um, parked my speeder repair squad on mine, and they only would leave if I needed them. And then we both pushed everything else towards the middle of the map. Um, I got, because I'm the rebel player and I don't have to stop and shoot at range four, my only option is to run. I got to the heavy cover first. Uh, while my speeder was kind of spent the first turn and a half kind of sharking behind. And then at the at the end of turn two, when I had claimed that middle point, he lights Han up Good. and kills him. Or doesn't Good. kill him, puts him on stims. He gets Bosk Ooh. in there with a turn two Dioxus grenade. Oh. Because he knew that he wasn't going to have a better chance. And since there was no cover, there was no place for really Boss to hide. So he does the line and wait, and he does Dioxus Grenade. Boss goes down, but he puts Han on stims with the last activation of turn uh, of turn two. And this is when the speeder is starting to cut into his flank, and I throw out Reckless Diversion, thinking that maybe a maybe some time can be given to Han, and I order Chewie and I order Han, and my first activation is Chewie. Chewie takes a dodge token and I think finishes off Bosks or maybe leads into Krennic. He gets a pretty good shot off, but then he gets he gets Han tokened up. And then it's just me pulling from my bag and waiting for Han to kind of die. And Han survives to the last activation of the round. Ugh. He throws Ooh. everything he has to into Han. Just he's Han's dead as soon as he activates because he's on stims. 
but he just can't he just can't get enough over Han's magic cape, over Chewie's guardian, over the dodge tokens that Leia and Chewie are both giving to Han. Um, and I could see like him getting just a little bit frustrated as I have this land speeder coming in and hitting from from the flanking side. Um because those lanes were perfect. I got the I got the shark in from behind his force. Um, on turn four, my land speeder, I want to say one shot Krennic. Um, yeah, Gross. and I cleaned up some death troopers with Chewie and Leia's Pierce. <laughs> um, and the game got got real ugly real fast. I think when we when we called it, he had just a couple of snipers left, a couple lone unit leaders. Um, but that game really came down to me getting to the cover first. I had some clutch rally rolls to give me the actions to get there, but I was running endurance on Han, which is a lifesaver. Hmm. And then me holding that middle point just for that turn. But he did get the grossest boss grenade off that hit six of my nine units. Ooh. Yeah. So it was a, it was a slugfest of a game. But once the slugfest and the dust kind of settled, I had a full health, almost full health Chewie and an almost full health lane speeder. And that uh, that carried carried me to, to victory. So I am now sitting one and one, and uh, I am actively. It was happening behind me. I am actively cheering for Ben's opponent. That's right. It's, it's as we do in the stabcast. As we do in the stabcast. <laughs> ben, who did you get to play? So I played Al Paz out of Chicago. Yeah. Um, and it was on a map I've actually played a bunch of times because I played it on TTS. It is that Bespin Courtyard map um, yep. designed with Dan Wolf's ter- uh, terrain. Yes. Now, I don't think he produced this map. I think someone else brought it. But I had seen this setup, and it was a lot of fun. And so looking at Al's list, he's got Chewy Han Leia, Wookiees, Snipers, some Fleets, and Z6s. So stuff you've practiced against. Stuff I've practiced against. That's right. And I know that Han doesn't, doesn't really like to shoot from far. Like He's got to be up close. There's lots of wall cover. I do think I probably make a, a boo-boo. I, I choose key positions. Um, I do think it's a turn zero thing that didn't play my favor as much as I thought it was going to. Um, and part of it is because you can't really measure the terrain before you get there. One of my wall pieces was too close um, to my to my terrain piece. So he got a better wall for a terrain piece than I did. Right. So, um, but we're playing Long March again because I'm a sadist. <laughs> and, you know, I've got Bosk and I've got um, Death Troopers. I've got uh, my Veers for a range for long range shots. Once you get into key positions, come at me, Brosif. Come at me. <laughs> the problem is that left minefield is our condition. Yes. <laughs> so that led to some, to some, some mighty craziness. Uh, it was a great fun game. We held each other hard. Um, like we really had some nice shots, some nice blocks, some nice covers, and it comes down to the final turn. I lost one too many unit leaders at the very end. He had a great shot that I blanked out on defense with, wiped a full group. I mean, I had a full, yeah, full health uh, stormtrooper with a med bot that already healed everything, but I lost all of them. Yeah. Um, in round six, where they were going to run in there, hopefully tag the thing and give me the extra body so I could shoot, you know, at least block the way, because you can, you know, kind of spread out your cohesion a bit. And I just didn't get there. So. And Al's got the secret weapon. Against me and Ben, really I does. got to, I got to play against Al at the Madison Wisconsin RPQ, and it was a really close game there too. That I was lucky enough to to get the better end of some things, <clears throat> but he's really quiet when he plays. <laughs> he's like, very good. He will talk to you, but like almost everything you get is like yes or no answers. 
because he's and just, it's not he, an unfriendly quiet. No, it's, it's not, not unfriendly yeah. at all. He you he's just got a death stare that lets you know. Yes, I'm thinking fourteen moves ahead of you, <laughs> and I'm yes. going to destroy you now yeah. as you try to chit chat and distract me. Well, <laughs> and which because, is something yes. I actively try to do. <laughs> keep exactly. talking. Little I try man. to play the friendly game. <laughs> distract them, ask them stories about where they're from. And for me, because it came after the lunch break, but Al didn't have time to get lunch. So someone brought him a sandwich. So he spent most of the game with a sandwich in his mouth. So I, being the kind gentleman, I'm not going to ask a man a question when he's got a sandwich in his mouth. So <laughs> it was, we had great shots. We traded lots of nice things. I was not aggressive enough after, after the game out. And I did talk about the game. And there's, I, I was not aggressive enough with one of my death troopers because I had to lose one with some bombing. I, I was afraid of losing too many. Sure. You know? okay. I had a beautiful boss set up where everything went exactly where I wanted it for the bomb. I was able to back up. I, my lion weight, I had all the things for all the crits. I did manage to get um, <laughs> a shot from some stormtroopers with DLTs. I put four wounds on Han Solo. Gross. And then Bosk was lying in wait the entire time. That's, that's so I, I managed to get him to stems. Um, so so that was super handy. Uh, and because they were all crits, he couldn't spend the dodge tokens he'd stacked mm-hmm. up. Um, I, I got him on stems, and on the next round, I didn't. I did kill him with the bomb. So that's how I set that up. Blind and wait, then the bomb. Um, so it was nice. Han Solo dead, dead, dead in my hands. Did you but get then the bounty? Leia, I did not get the bounty because I put the bounty on Leia. Okay. So... Yeah, turn zero mistakes. I probably should have put. I, but I also didn't expect Han to be that close to me. Well, Han's um, got in that way. Yeah, he's always. Well, it's because I was using Boss to cover some hallways, so I thought mm-hmm. for sure he wouldn't walk into that hallway. <laughs> so let, let me ask did. this: um, All the Bosks that I played always put the bounty on Chewie because he's the soft, easy target. You just got to throw a bunch of dice at him, but he will die. Uh, why did you pick Leia? Um, Leia loves to run in and give the cover. Yeah. Like it loves to be able to give to give the dodge token, and I got three hits on Leia with my Veers, okay. and then managed to have a couple sniper shots that she managed to dodge out of, because then you know Chewie would take some of those shots and started started bleeding some of them away. So I had put a healthy number of damage because she was out in the open, pretty not quite by herself, but out in the open a lot, and I was okay if it just wheedled down. So I spent a lot of time shooting at Leia from long range. It just didn't do the damage. I didn't get enough damage in because of all the, the damage spreading and the dodge tokens. Right. Okay. Okay. So it, it, it was, like I said, it was a tight game. I, it, was, it was a tight loss for me. Um, it was close. It, it really was. But he got me by, I think, uh, two unit leaders on the central point is what stopped me. Yeah, so, that's not bad. Um, yeah, it really wasn't. Like I said, Al, Al's a great guy. We have great conversations later. So we in, I end up going, um, I'm 1-1 one, one at this point. Okay. So Tim... Back to you. Round two, what's it look like? It was actually an odd twist. Uh, I played a gentleman named Steven, who the odd twist here is that he was from my hometown of uh, Long Island, New York, our home area. Uh, He's from a couple towns over from me. Uh, And I never even knew that there was a Legion community on Long Island. He said it's actually a pretty active community. Uh, I, I, many times when I travel up there since Legion came out, I've wondered, should I throw my stuff either in my bag or, you know, if I'm driving, then I almost certainly think about taking it. But I'm like, no, what are the odds of there being some Legion folk up there? I don't, I never hear anything out of them. Yeah. Long Island, an island of 8 million people, has no Legion players, is what you're trying to say. uh, 
That's incorrect. I said, I don't know of any. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, anyway. It's, it's, it's rich, Legion. Everything's encrusted in diamonds. It's only played That's true. at the nicest Hamptons. That's true. Uh, instead of sandwiches in our hands, we have bagels in our hands. Bagels and pizza. And if it is a sandwich, it's kosher, and it's bigger than your face. But, oh, now I miss home a bit. But, anyway. We played on a, uh, it was like a Moss Eisley Jetta kind of map. Um, really cool map had a huge turbo laser in the middle and then a whole bunch of other dusty buildings all around some cover really really good scattered terrain um, i loved it because my bikes could get over just about everything on the map nice. so i could just pretty much fly freely didn't really think i had to worry about too much there um, and i in turn turn zero i did something that i've not done and i don't know how long and I kind of figured, well, I'm playing 12 activations, which I've also not done, and I don't know how long, if ever. So let me do this, too. We played Breakthrough Battle Lines. Uh, and yeah. I've, I've played plenty of... I like it for that map. Yeah. And I've, I really do. I've played plenty of Battle Lines, but I've not played Breakthrough in... Ooh, I don't know how long. Why since the starter games? Yeah. The 500-point games? Yeah, it's been a long time. No, I, I know I've had opponents that have selected Breakthrough before... And I normally lose them because <laughs> um, I just don't play it. Not because I hate it. I just it's just not my favorite. It's not my thing. And so, and it's normally an easy veto for me. Boom, done. But with this list, I said, okay, maybe I can get my bikes back there and and get a chance of getting some easy points in the back. And that, actually, that is how it ended up working out. Spoiler alert. Um, and so, it was a really scrappy game, being breakthrough battle lines. It was, oh, it was back and forth a little bit. And then I started to get the upper hand in the middle. And then his he snuck his Sabine up behind the turbo laser. And I never forgot she was there. I never forgot that she could jump over the turbo laser because it was height two. <laughs> what I did forget about is explosions. Because we were also playing minefield. We were playing minefield. Uh, I had two minefield games. <laughs> two minefield games out of three. It was great. But anyway, um... And so she hopped over, had a beautiful explosions turn that hit, I believe, six of my units and her um, in the way it worked out. And it uh, he killed, I had three sniper teams. He took all three of my sniper teams down to half health. He took one out of each, uh, each sniper team and then took a couple troopers too, because why not? And it was, it was bad, but it was, again, beautiful play, really well done. Uh, and then Sabina's right there. She blew up my one of my full health trooper squads and only, I think, did like one damage on them. And then I said, well, you're standing right there. I'm going to punch you in the face. So I punched Sabine in the face. And she took a couple of damage. <laughs> and then next nice. turn, I said, you know what? I'm going to punch you in the face again. So I did it again. And before he could activate a Sabine again that next turn i had reinforcements come in i think a three-man squad that had been hit by the mine they were angry about being hit by the explosions and they punched her in the face again and she died so sabine then got meleeed with just a whole bunch of black dice just just lucky black dice just i guess not really lucky because they surged to hit so just a whole bunch of hits coming through and she went down and that was really fun, and I was feeling pretty good about myself. And that's right when I flew into myself with my bikes. 
So, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember walking by your table at that point, right as you're <laughs> aiming, like you're trying to maneuver your, your template around. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh no. And you looked at me when your eyes said, it, it, it's doomed. Yeah, it's, I've made a huge <laughs> mistake. I made a huge mistake. Uh, and, and to his credit, he was trying to, he, th- he thought I was a good, he's like, oh no, you made that, didn't you? And there was definitely a moment where he, I, I guess he wasn't looking or whatever when I put down my model and he's like, Oh, you made it. And I, you know, that moment of honor, you're like, Oh, you could, you get, a, you could get away with this right now. You could have both your bikes alive. And I said, no, 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 I'm not, I've never cheated before. I'm not going to start now. So I, so I said, no, no, uh, my full health bike has crashed. And so I lost a full health bike, which is the other killer is it wasn't just like one that had one health left. It was right. It was full rip roaring, ready to go, <laughs> and it just crashed into uh, itself. Uh, you'll notice when I started this report that I said I could fly over almost all the buildings in the turbo laser. I found the other building. Yep. Everybody, it was that one. <laughs> couldn't yep. fly over Full it. Bank. Didn't realize it, <laughs> and so because I couldn't fly over it, I and I couldn't land anywhere else. Ironically, because of my other bikes. <laughs> Uh, I ran into the back of the same unit and crashed and burned. It was very sad. Now, uh, I'm going to bring up maybe a sore subject, maybe not. How close was it? Well, and so then I had the bikes in the back. The bikes did continue to do work. I had all three together riding like the no, three no, horses. No, I'm not talking about the game. It was the maneuver. Oh, oh, oh. Um, it wasn't... It wasn't as close. Was it half, hmm? was it half of the length of their base? Half of the length of the base. Because they've updated the rules for compulsory moves where Mm. if you can't legally land anywhere, you're allowed to backtrack down the movement template up to half the length of your base because it made the snow speeder kind of unflyable. You're right. Oh, Oh, you're right. I've been living in shame this whole time, and my real shame is just that I forgot the RRG. Yeah. Ladies Sorry, and gentlemen, buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, you just heard a massacre happen on podcast. Oh. No, that, I mean, you're absolutely well, right. You're absolutely right. But anyway, anyway, well, then you're spot on. So that means I lost because I okay, ran I, into I myself. Was, I, was just, I was just asking questions. Yeah, it's okay. So I lost my bike because I ran into myself and I, because I forgot the update. <laughs> so anyway, that happened. But you, you won, right? Yes, yes, yes. I was going to say. But then I came around. The bikes were still there. All the other ones were still doing good. We... Uh, lit him up and we skipped over our mine and then lit up a whole bunch of units again got scrappy again his han started to come around he started doing the han thing started killing my guys i got a little concerned i wasn't gonna have enough to win so i punched han in the face too that's so what you do. we just kept punching people in the face over on that side of the board and he again he because of han doing han things he had one of my guys down to one unit leader he's like what are you gonna do i played ambush and I spent my one my one command token on the one health unit leader, and I activated him first and ran him in the punch Han in the face. <laughs> that was my first activation, uh, and it worked. And so then I went on to win. Uh, it was we played it all the way out, and it was four to one. Uh, nice. But it was it was by the end of the game there were eight models left on the board. So it was. That's, I love those. Games. Yeah, it was super, super good game. Uh, score wise, I guess it wasn't as close as you could think. But again, if Honda gotten a run up there a little bit quicker and got some more gunslinger shots off, it could have been a different story. But yeah, it was a good time. 
What about you, Ryan? What was what was so, game two for Ryan like? Well, I already talked about game two. Okay, but, well, oh, what man, terrible of these transitions. Yeah. I got you. I got your back. Hang on a second. Thanks, Thanks buddy. So, at the end of round two, we are all one and one. Yep. Yep. And painter of the podcast, Dustin Harvey, is also at one and one. We're doing to play is, Knoxville, right? You know, that's exactly what we're thinking. Because it is, we've never gone to an event where one of us didn't play the other person. Right, right. It's someplace. It's, we thought for sure it was going to happen. So, Ryan, did you play me in round three? No. So, who'd you play? I played, I played Ed Martinez. Now, there's a bit of backstory here, as all good, as all good sports narratives have. Um. Ed's been a friend for, for a while, a fan, a listener of the show, <clears throat> really big supporter of everyone in the Legion community, and him and LJ at the Adepticon team battle absolutely embarrassed me and Nerfly. Like, it was bad. <laughs> Nerfly was being so kind and, like, buying me lunch, and we ran back to the event to play our second round, and I just, like, brain farted on turn zero. But I'm not here to rehash that game. You'll listen to that episode. We are playing on probably the most beautiful cinematic table that Gen Con had to offer. There was a crashed U-wing hoisted up on some rocks, a bunch of scatter terrain like hills and trees and cargo containers. Um, It was absolutely beautiful. And Ed is playing this weird list that I'm a little scared of. And it was triple saboteurs, three cores, two e-webs, veers, and an ATST Ooh. That igno- with the grenade launcher that ignores cover. So that gives my speeder and Han a lot of pause. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So we got advanced positions, rapid reinforcements was the thing I pushed, and recover supplies. Um uh, recover the first I was I got really lucky turn zero the first card in the first uh, objective column was key positions so I just got to flip that thing down like lock it down like we're not we're not doing that I'm not playing key positions against an ATST <laughs> and I got myself through advanced positions I think I got myself in a little bit better deployment than than Ed did because when we started to play, I don't like to do it, but I did it in this case because it was too good not to. I threw coordinated bombardment. I usually like to hold it. And I get a shot because Leia can scope out uh, a team of saboteurs. Um, I think I put some damage on a... I got got both saboteurs, but they had stims, so I put them on stims. I threw two dice to some stormtroopers just to get some suppression down. And then one of his other teams of saboteurs, he thought he had fully concealed. But I, when I said that I was going to attack him, he's like, well, there's a giant U-wing in the way. And I said, Ed, look underneath the U-wing. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't realize that it was propped up to where you could run, not quite underneath the whole thing, but you could definitely see from like the the chest down of his sabs. And he's like, oh. And I, I felt like kind of a gotcha moment, but then as fate would have it, Leia rolls those two hits and he rolls two blocks. And so it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) We get to rapid reinforcements. I get to rapidly, I get to put my fleets into play kind of aggressively. And he had chosen to put both 
of his e-webs into play into rapids which he had an activation lead on me and i we talked a little bit after the game and i think maybe that was one of his mistakes because it let me see where more of his army was going to deploy since he had two things taken off the board which matched our activation count for deployment um I do some some spreading and some cohesion to give him not a whole lot of great places to drop his e-webs, and he sadly has to deploy one of them really early to where I get some shots off on it that it can't really respond to. Um, I position two rebel troopers with Z6s to punish one of his e-webs, um, and then I have Leia, uh, repair bot squad, and my speeder in a good position to hit the other. And there's this big central spire kind of in the middle of the map that's giving me some really great line of sight blocking stuff to run Han and Chewie up um, to kind of play uh, ring around the Rosie with the ATST. So I think at the end of turn two, once we've got our rapids done and kind of things are hashing out, I'm in a pretty good spot. Things are, things are going my way. And as we get to go to turn three, I felt really bad because all the variants in the game, like the game I was already, I think kind of ahead in, just went my way. His ATST gets a double aimed shot at Han Solo with the grenade launcher that ignores cover. Ooh. And Ooh. he rolls into like five damage. Uh, Chewie takes two of it. Um, Han rolls perfect to get out of the rest. Ugh. And Chewie rolls two dice and blocks one. So a double aimed ATST does one damage to Chewie. Gosh. And that's not what you want to have happen. Um, some of the big variance dice just keep going my way as I get these big dice pools with Z6s and these big handfuls of dice with the, the speeder. And to kind of tell the story of the game concisely, the last die roll kind of before we called it was he had a, sab a single saboteur who had already used, uh, e who hadn't used his E-stims yet with two boxes running away from Leia. <laughs> And Leia comes around and can barely see his model, but since she's got Sharpshooter 2, she doesn't care. And rolls three crits, so his E-stims doesn't matter. Oh. Ooh, just three natty crits, right. and, and he drops. And at that point, it was the end of round four, and all he had left was an ATST, and we kind of we kind of called it there. Ed's always fun to play with. He's super fun to trash talk with. We can, we can have a good time. Um and uh, I got my revenge. I told him I couldn't let him embarrass me twice. So I look forward to uh, to the to the rubber match to, to game three. Mm -hmm. So I end the day two and one. Nice, nice. And you're hoping to score just high enough to sneak it in, sneak it up there. Yeah, I know I can't make day two, and I don't really want to because I had other things planned, <laughs> and I kind of took a janky list. But I really wanted those double sided uh, do back and tauntaunt guards. Yeah, you and me both. So Tim, Tim had a had around three. Uh, I was gonna say, did you play me, Tim? First, that's the real question. Did you play me? <laughs> no, we did not. Through miracles, uh, we did not. We did not play each other. Uh, game three. Oh, oh, game three. <laughs> uh, I played Ben's first round opponent, Chris, uh, on a map full of different ruins. The ruins later on included my heart, but uh, we played major offensive clear conditions boo and i tried it again i thought i could go two for two <laughs> i i looked god in the face and i said i can do it and god said lulz nah bruh and i played breakthrough 
So, uh, I thought I was doing really well in the beginning. Uh, I had a really good deployment. Again, major offensive. We worked out really well. I was, there was an X-Wing on the map, and so I was flying around and over the X-Wing. Uh, his veers is out in the open, and I lit his veers up, and his veers died right away. Uh, so then his Boba became his commander, so I lit Boba up. Boba had, a, I think, seven suppression on him or something like that. Jeez. Seven or eight. And uh, it, there came a point where there came a point where he had three units that were about to panic. I had enough suppression down on the board where three units were going to panic. Two of them would I think would have panicked off the board, and then Boba would have panicked just not off the board completely, although it would have been close. And he rallies all of them. Oof. All three rally. I know Boba. Like I know Boba's got a high, high. Boba should rally. Yeah, he's got, By a, definition, he's got a high threshold. The math is there. But when Boba and the other two guys all rally, uh, right. it's insane. And right after that happened, I then he had again one a lone trooper leader left. So I said, "All right, well, let me fry this guy in the open, no cover, rolled five hits." He 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 blocked all five. It happens. Um, So by the end of round three, not even the end of round three, granted, I think it was midway through round three on breakthrough. I had veers, I think three or four unit leaders, not squads, unit leaders. uh, And I think four bike units. So like physical models. So I had two half health bikes and one full health bike um, that was actually had damage on it. So he was about to be a half health bike. Um, and so I called it. Uh, there was no, I was, and that sounds, that might sound a bit brash to the listener. Um, but a few things were in play here. Number one, we were having a fun time. We were joking around. Uh, it, it was, I had to be joking because if I wasn't going to be joking. I was going to be cursing. And so uh, we were having a, a good old laugh. Um, and, because he was also in awe of the fact that he was doing all this. Um, right. <laughs> and the other thing, too, to keep in mind is that, again, it's breakthrough. And all my units that are already almost dead are about to hit the full brunt of the rest of his army in the back. He had two DLT squads in the back with med troopers that were healing primarily, but still had decent attack as well. And so there was, there was pretty much no chance, short of just nothing but a pure dice miracle of of blocking and surviving so i called it there i said you know it's the last game of the day i knew with the loss is a loss i'm gonna I'm a go enjoy it i went up to the room uh my room was right across the way my wife is all done enjoying jinkon for the day and so we went up and i i took a shower and i came back down and then they were still wrapping everything up it felt good it was a good ending i just said okay you know what <laughs> i washed the stench of failure off my body let me come back and see who actually wins this and actually doesn't have the stench of failure. So that was my game three. <laughs> what about you, Ben? Did you fare any better? So I did not fight Dustin Harvey, I which I thought you, for I, sure. Did you play Dustin? <laughs> I did not. So Knoxville was going to manage to make it out without playing Knoxville. Um, Enemy of the podcast was playing on Filthy Casual Friday. Yep. So we, there's no chance that I could run up against him. So instead, I had to play that D-Gen from Upcountry, the Canadian phenom, Sean Morris, oh. round three. 
Now, I'd already watched him blow Ryan off the table. Dumpstered me. I can't underscore that enough. <laughs> it it was a fire, and it was so much fire and smoke and stench, and it was it was terrible. So looking at Sean's list, I, I got to reiterate what it was because it was a thing we should all fear. It was Krennic and Bosk and two DTs with emergency stems and three heel bots and snipers and DLTs. And again, I ch- make a terrain decision, which and I may, I've got to start measuring terrain better when I start picking sides. Is key positions. Yes, yes you probably should. <laughs> I but it's one of those, I, it, I eyeballed it. It looked like the stuff that I wanted was going to be outside range one, and it wasn't. It was mm-hmm. just a hair. So again, I've got to choose this weird point for my key position. Right. And because we're us, and we're playing the list that we're playing, we both choose three key positions that are essentially right next to each other. So we're going to line up Civil War style, and we're just going to take the shots. <laughs> As the Imperials that you are deserve. It's the hell you all deserve. <laughs> it really is. And here's the thing. The first three activations, it looks like I'm winning. I put nasty shots into things that he doesn't block. Except there's emergency stems. Yes. And there's three heal bots. Yeah, nothing, any damage you do to that list is just imaginary. It doesn't it just, actually matter. It's mostly imaginary. And then my death troopers take a pounding and live, but they end up with so much suppression, one of them is going to to panic before they can activate. It was super gross, um, and I couldn't do much about it. And at the end of round one, it was a tense round one, but I've taken such a beating, it's not likely going to make it. Like, I, we both realized by the end of round two... I'm not going to win this game. <laughs> so let me ask you this. What was your round two command card if suppression was an issue? Um, it was it was uh, uh, Veers' three pip. Okay, good, good, good. Cool. Yeah, I, ha- I had to refresh. It was a thing that had to happen there. Um, so with all the heals and all, I, I just kept shooting those DTs and they never died. Nope. And I was like, one day I'll murder some things. Um, Boss got lit up. I had a nice shot with him, but then his white dice failed him. And I, I'm down a lot of activations, and neither of us has moved on the point. Like, right. that's just not what we've done. Um, and so, yeah, he just beats me like the dirty skid I am. But Sean is just so charming, it's kind of hard to be mad at the loss. Yeah, you, you can't <laughs> be mad at him. And, you know, that, that's what I appreciate about him. But uh, it was at the, at the end of the round. I'm making Sean play because I'm a believer in making my opponents play at the very last. Got to warp that mind for the next day, wear him down. So I think I've got Veers running towards a central point. I've got a lone sniper who I send out in the open just to mess with his guys, um, just to take up shots so he'll have to shoot at him. I've got a single body on a point, Jeez. and I've got some snowtroopers hanging out someplace. Like, I'm not going to win this game. But, you know, to be fair, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, we must. I mean, he had beaten Ryan already, so I was okay with that. If yep. Ryan gets dumpster fired out, I get it's, – it's fine. I don't mind losing – to you know, to Sean, because he's just a charming guy. I mean, we had super amount of fun. Like we really, it was yeah, a great it was, game. It was great. Perfectly relaxed. Even when we realized it was nothing but doom for me, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite a bit of fun. So after all the prizes were given out, and we're all clapping at the winners, uh, because we were using tabletop uh, uh, to, we knew who the winners were because in the ladder, like we were pretty sure those were the top guys. Right. We clapped appropriately. We booed appropriately. You know, as, as these things didn't happen. Um, we had invited everyone to come back to uh, Pearl Street Pizzeria to come join us. 
And so we thought, okay, maybe there'll be a few. Hopefully we talked it up. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, we'll go, we'll go. But, you know, it's Gen Con. There's so much stuff to do. And everyone's tired after playing a full day. We didn't quite know what to expect. <laughs> so I think when we first conceptualized like this, this Stabcast like meetup or whatever dinner after Legion at Gen Con, I was honestly expecting like three or four people to join us. Yeah, yeah. something like that. And that would, that would make thing. me happy. Yeah, and we talked about that before we did it, too. We're like, how many people are we going to get? Eh, probably like a handful. Okay. I think we had like 20, if we count. 2022? Like, yeah. Something like that. Like, yeah, it was, it like, was absolutely insane. My table, I think, had 12 people on it. Uh, and then I think your your table had something like nine. I mean, twenty one, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And then Ethan brought some friends, um, and then sadly we couldn't get another table to push together with one of ours, so they chilled off in the other part of the restaurant. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was really cool to to get together with everybody, have some great pizza. Um, me and my table, we just like Sean ate a bunch of weird stuff by himself, but the rest of our table just ordered a bunch <laughs> of pizzas and split it. Um, and uh, it was a, it was a great time. We had all the guys from the Legion Academy podcast. We had you know a handful of people who played. I think we had all of our top four competitors. Uh, David and or Endless joined us. Uh, Izzy came, who I hadn't gotten to meet before, so that was cool. I got to sit next to to Al, and we got to re- rehash our game from from Madison. And he bought me too many drinks, and he was way too nice. Uh, <laughs> we did tell you if you buy us drinks, we'll drink them. Yeah, and I did. This is true. This <laughs> is very, very, very true. Um, Ryan almost didn't make it back to the hotel. Nope. He kept wanting to take left-hand turns. Luckily, I was there to steer him. When we yeah, took you pictures, you and you, if, drunk if everyone looks at those pictures of all of us, you'll notice that some people are doing finger guns. Let the record show that was Ryan saying, <laughs> all right, finger guns, everybody. And half no, of us went, I was no, not the one. No. Someone else suggested it. I was in a mood of merriment and went along for the no, ride. And then you loudly suggested nothing. it. Because <laughs> what you shouldn't do, folks, Gen Con or just convention in general pro tip, when you've not eaten all day and you go out, you probably shouldn't start your night of pizza and merriment with a 17.5% mead. No, uh, you really shouldn't. You should have just taken it- from my fanny pack of sustenance. <laughs> oh, I had plenty of food, but then there was meat on the menu and it was great. Um, and I will say, and maybe it's because last year when we went to Pearl Street, it was much later because yes. with four games, it was probably ten thirty before we got there at least. Yeah. So, but this year we were there a bit earlier, we, and yeah, so the restaurant it was, sunlight. it was still light out. Yeah, yeah, it was still light outside. So the restaurant looked like it had been hit by a hurricane before we got there. Yeah, they had been slam packed, and so the service was a little rough, but the food is always excellent, yeah. and the company more than made up for it. Um, sitting across from me was a man that I have talked to and talked about a lot on the, the TTS, but I finally got to meet in real life. Um, and that is the Riles man. Uh, <laughs> fantastically interesting guy. Had a great table conversation. Spent most of my, t- my tabletop talking to him, talking to Izzy, talking to David after he had a very rough you know, round three. He played it out, did well. Up, you know, there, um, him and, um, and Zima, they were trying to calm down from their rough games. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that was kind of my end of the table. Tim, who'd you spend most of your night talking to? Oh, I had the mighty Bushman there. John Bushman, Bushfax. Uh, 
the the great data <laughs> the collector. Bushman. I need him to change his. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> uh, and it was it was it was a great time. Um, really getting to know him. I know he's the the great data collector, and so it was really cool to see the man behind the math, so to speak, and to learn his ways, kind of learn more about him. Um, my wife was also next to me, but we don't need to talk about that. And then uh, there was another. She was embarrassed there. to be with all of us. That's she, no, she. I, no, I will say she actually wasn't. She was not. Um, <laughs> she was doing. She was doing just her fine. and Rylesman and I. We had some very nice conversation yes. about lots of game topics because yes. she'd been browsing the floor and demoing and yes. playing. This some was great her games first Gen Con, so she was. She had much to share. <laughs> uh, so yeah. so time. we finished up supper. We have great time, great conversation. Ryan's a little tipsy on his toes. And everyone's hanging out in the restaurant. And the restaurant is hot and stuffy. Air conditioning having a hard time keeping up. And the weather at Gen Con this year was beautiful. It was amazing. Yeah. It was incredible. So That's true. I talked them into doing, which is a long-standing Stabcast tradition. It's really where the Stabcast was born. It really That's is. True. And it's the loiter. You go to the parking lot, and you just stand there and talk. Mm-hmm. Like, And in this case, the Pearl Street Pizza is really kind of on an alley. So we felt a lot like King of the Hill, which is out there talking about whatever comes to our minds or whatever right. we're laughing about or whatever game thing had happened that day. That's right. And so we pulled together a loiter group of all the pizza people. And so, you know, we blocked traffic once. We thought we were going to die. Um, had some photos made. It was a great, great time. And the next thing you know, we keep talking, we keep talking. And it's darn near a midnight. Yep. And the lone survivor of the loiter is now arch friend of the podcast. Arch friend. <laughs> I'm down with that. I can live yeah. with that. I like that. Um, yeah, Rousman. He's he survived the loiter. <laughs> he survived the loiter longer than Tim did. He did. Uh, yeah, Tim was yeah, tired. Tim actually abandoned the loiter. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Tim stayed awake for the whole podcast, so let's just leave it at that, okay? That's fine. <laughs> let's let's take our victories. But but that was four days ago, Tim. You, you lost the loiter four days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Rylesman had actually missed his ride back. He was going to have to find a lift to get back to his hotel. Oh, gross. <laughs> his people had left him. But that was the end of our fantastic Thursday in Legion. That wasn't even the end of, that wasn't even the end of Gen Con. <laughs> we had a bunch of other stuff to do at Gen Con. I know me and Ben played a bunch of mega games. Tim also did, I guess. You played one without us. So yes, I played a true. mega game. So we played a bunch of mega games, which was new for us. And if that's something you guys would like to hear about our experience with, drop us a line and we might do like a separate non, you know, extra episode, not yeah. to not to take away from your every other week of Legion, if that's something you yes. guys would want to listen to. But uh, I think we're going to skip all the other stuff that we're supposed to do. Like, mm. follow us on the, the interwebs. Do those things. Because this is oh, getting yeah. close to a two-hour show. Well, there's a good 35 minutes in there in which nothing happens. So. It's, it's not 35 <laughs> minutes, but yes. Um, and don't talk but, about Tim's battle reports that way. <laughs> oh, oh, shots fired, shots fired. But do check out the Instagram. I've posted some photos of all the stuff we've been talking about. I've toasted photos of my terrible dice. Yes. Um... I, you know, all the stuff that we normally do, look at it on the Facebook and the Twitters and the, we love you people. Like we've had a great amount of fun. Yeah. Um, Gen Con was spectacular for meeting people who actually do listen to our podcast, yes. which is kind I know, of nice. right? Yeah. It was kind of weird. That was really people. funny of meeting people yeah. when I'm like, oh yeah. Uh, like I would just mention, I wouldn't say yes. Hi. Yes. I, my name's Tim and I do a podcast. I would just be talking and say, oh, what are you doing? Like, blah, blah, blah. And then I would just be like, oh, I'm going to talk about this. And then they say, oh, well, on what? And I'd say Stabcast. And they go, 
Oh my goodness! Oh, wow. Okay. Oh my God. You you actually listen to us? Exactly. <laughs> We're a thing. Holy cow! Yes. Legion famous. Legion we are famous. at least the twelfth most popular <laughs> Legion. Podcast. That's right. That's exactly. Right. And that's only because six new podcasts got started this past week. So. That's right. <laughs> um, but uh, I guess, as always, thanks for taking your paint time, your drive time, your whatever time that you bother to, to listen to us. And uh, thanks for listening. And until next time, I'm Ryan Slawoski, reminding you not to go drinking with Legion players on an empty stomach. I'm Tim Hannon, reminding you to stay awake for the entire show. <laughs> and I'm Ben Fowler reminding you that you never have to actually talk about the Archmania of the podcast being better than you if you just don't do it. That's right. That's correct. Have a good night, good, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. This is a test of your emergency podcast system. Do not adjust your dial. Remind me at some point if I don't bring it up naturally about my bathroom story at Gen Con, Ben. That's a story that needs to get told. Oh, God, what? Oh, so good. We do. We do have to bring. Save it. I'll hear it. Oh, it's a great story. It's a great story. Are we, are we ending on, yeah, we got it. We'd actually write that down. Let's end on uh, Gen Con. Hang on. Gen Con delights. Oh, yeah. We can't talk about it if it's not in the notes. We just can't have a conversation like normal fucking people. Yeah. Listen here, you son of a bitch. You're going to forget that it's there if I don't write this down. <laughs> yeah, but I'll tell like five other cool stories so it'll be rad anyway. They're only cool to you because you're saying them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, my telling of cool stories, how much money did it make us, Ben? How many poker chips did we make? I don't know. I was dead and bitten by the zombie. <laughs> <laughs>